against our inclination. Let ourselves in for it. Time is brought to you by Q Sports International. More choices for all players. Q Sports International is 100% pool. Amateurs can play in the non-handicapped BCAPL or handicapped USAPL sanctioned leagues. No need to win a local tournament. Just qualify with enough weeks to be eligible to play in the Nationals held in Las Vegas. For all levels of competition, CSI has you covered. They provide tournaments with the best players in the world. You can challenge the top players at the annual Jay Swanson Memorial Tournament held in L.A., the U.S. Bar Table Championships in Reno. You can find more information on their website, www.playcsipool.com. That's www.playcsipool.com. This is Daryl Smith from Pool Time. Where do I go for quality billiard products and accessories? Arch Billiards, family-owned and operated for over 40 years. From billiards to darts to gaming to home furnishing, Arch has you covered. Located at 17801 East 39th Street, Independence, Missouri, Art is your one-stop shop for all your pool needs. Give them a call at 816-478-7474, or better yet, stop by and say hi to John, Cheryl, Kim, or David. Are you looking for something to do? Then get in the hottest game in town and join the Northland APA Pool League. That's right, pool. Eight ball, nine ball, doubles, corporate, and masters divisions. Find out what nearly 1,000 others in Northland already know. An APA Pool League is a great way to get out of the house, have fun, meet people, and of course, play pool. The best part about it is you don't have to be a pool shark to enjoy the game. Players of any playing ability want it, especially beginners. Give Greg a call at 816-214-5037. That's 816-214-5037. Or visit NorthlandAPA.com today for more information. You are listening to Pool Time. Hey, welcome to Pool Time. This is Daryl Smith with uh, Todd Ward. How's everything going out there? I hope everybody's doing uh, wonderful on this uh, Tuesday, uh, May 13th. Yes, indeed. Got a lot of good things to talk about, good tournaments coming up, and places to get out and play. Absolutely, and I want to kind of give a belated uh, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Indeed. Happy Mother's Day to all. Had a pretty good weekend. Would you do anything special this weekend? We did. We cooked out for uh, her mom, and then we uh, stopped by my mom's and uh, gave her a little gave her a little gift and some plants and got everything set up and do a little fix things around the house <laughs> well you know my mom's kind of she's she's got the gambling blood in her she likes to gamble that's her main thing so there you go what we did was we went out to their local casino boats for sunday and uh i had some pictures where she'd won a jackpot a few months back five thousand oh, very nice so i got those developed for her and gave her some copies of the picture so she's waving all that cash around that's pretty nice kind of like a like a lot of these uh, pool players do in their avatars yeah they play for five to cash yeah so no, she's, that's she's, a lot better than what i did my mom got a frame stuck in one of her drawers and it wouldn't open so i actually fixed that got the frame she had overstuffed the drawer and the frame was keeping the drawer from opening so that was that was the extent of my goodwill yeah, yeah so, <laughs> anyway that's what we did on sunday but uh, i did get to play a little bit of pool this weekend you got you play any at all um i did not get out this weekend it was family filled and get things done at home i know there were some good tournaments going around i had friends telling me they played in some of the scotch doubles this weekend like we talked about how big yeah that's gotten yeah we're going to go over the results here in a few minutes on the scotch doubles um i played uh i didn't do anything big this weekend i just played some local stuff and, and did okay on them but yeah. uh but i didn't get out of town uh they did have a good tournament um in columbia missouri which yeah it, from kansas city it's probably about 100 miles give or take in the middle of the state and they had to end up with uh it's a one-day tournament. They had 41 players, and uh, they also did a one-pocket 
They did a single elimination one pocket, which was yeah, because they do, they've got some gold crowns up front that they, they played one pocket. Yeah, they on. got yeah. they got two of them, so they try to do yeah. they, they try to do a one pocket, a little bit of a one pocket in the the nine ball or I think was it nine ball or ten ball this time I don't remember. I'm not for sure on that. I'm thinking it was nine ball, but yeah, you know, so, as soon as I say that, it's the opposite. <laughs> That's okay. But our good friend uh, Chad Reams runs those tournaments for him there, and he always sends me a shout out to let me know where when and what they're happening. Uh, we made it out there once to play. I haven't made it out there back, but it is. There's always good competition there. Well, it's a nice deal from Kansas City. It's just a you know you can you don't have to stay, and it's a one day one day tournament, which makes it nice, and it pays out pretty well, especially with the Calcutta. Right. Um, had some good players. Um, we'll give you kind of a top eight. Um, Justin Bergman, which we know who Justin is, obviously our, our Moscone Cup. Yeah, yeah from yeah. the Midwest. Yeah. Anyway, he won it. Uh, Kid named Stephen Boucher from St. Louis is a good player. Got yes, second. Very good player. Justin Whitehead, I believe Justin's living in Tulsa now. Got third. Okay. Uh, Matt Hayes, he's from Springfield area. Got uh, fourth. Uh, Daryl Moses and I'm not sure, and Andy. And I'm not sure if that's Andy, which Andy that is. Okay. Um, so I, I won't even take a guess. All right. Uh, I got fifth, <laughs> sixth, and uh, let's see. That could be Andy Craig, probably. Okay. Uh, but it could be yep. Andy Friedhofen, or it yep. could be Andy. <laughs> Rooney, I don't know. And seventh, eighth was Johnny Evola, and I don't know Johnny. And then Nick Evans, which is uh, Buddy Evans' kid from St. Louis. He's the oldest boy, good. isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yep. plays real good. Yep. That rounds out the top four, and it paid okay for a one-day tournament. Four hundred dollars for first, and I'm not sure what the Calcutta was. Oh, it's that's top-notch competition. And it, the one pocket they did was a um, short race, two, I think, maybe yeah. maybe three, single elimination, and then had eight players, and uh, Justin Bergman won that. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah, so Justin double-dipped uh, <laughs> dipped the tournament, so that's pretty cool. Um, they also did a uh, Scotch Doubles over the weekend, too, and it was uh, kind of a, it's one that Ricky Davis does Okay. for Side Pockets uh, Lee Summit. And they end up having, I believe, twenty-two teams. Right. And um, well, I know, I know, um, Nikki Evans was just out in Vegas. A friend of ours, Joel Richel, was out there playing in the Signals and ran into him. And I think they might have matched up a little bit and got to play. And uh, oh, really? Yep. Yeah, good guys. Those those kids can really shoot well. I mean, he's he's taught those kids how to play very well. They're nice kids, but man, they shoot the lights out. <laughs> But uh, I'll get the results here just in two seconds from uh, Ricky's tournament. They had uh, 22 teams. Um, the people that got first, I know the team that got first was uh, Carol Follin and Kyle Follin. Okay, yeah. And uh, they're uh, good players. Hang they on. play They play a lot of the scotch doubles. And yeah, yeah, they're, 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 a, they're a married couple. Yep. Uh, the, the tournament was a uh, 12 handicap. Yeah. And... No, they're both very good players. Okay, here's the results of the turn, the three and two pool league tournament. Uh, Ricky Davis runs a really good uh, Scotch doubles tournament. It's about once a month out at Side Pockets and Lee Summit. Yep, um, it's one that we played in last month. Cindy and I, Westling. Um, anyway, it's a 12 rated handicap. They had uh, 22 teams, which isn't a lot. I mean, it, Scotch oh. doubles has been running a little bit, a little bit better lately. Yeah. But yeah, but still, that's not bad. No, it's that's not, bad. not bad. Anyway, uh, Kyle Follin and his wife Carol got first. Uh, they got. Back about four hundred dollars, and the Calcutta was five hundred. So that's not a bad payday. No, not at all. Um, Mike Canavan, I don't know Mike and Adam Robinson. They got second, and Adam was a seven, so I don't know Adam. Okay. Uh, Shannon Sexton and Nate Kane, that third. John Jones and Brandy James got fourth. Double uh, A, Double A, Aaron Lillian and, and Jay Pike got uh, fifth, and Donnie Devers and Jason Parker got sixth. Nice. So that was a good tournament. So. Yep. <laughs> All right, 
And so that was that tournament, which was a pretty good little tournament this weekend. Um, of course, I'll have all the local tournaments in the area, so if you get down and get a chance in the area, you know, get a lot of tournaments to play. Oh, a lot of fun. A lot oh, of yeah. fun. Yeah. That's really all the local news that I have uh, that's going on this week. Yeah, we had, uh, we had a couple good tournaments this weekend up the rail. I know um, Bob Ashley and I split Tuesday night with the eight ball, and then... Um, Johnny Robinson ended up getting Jake um, on the nine ball, but we had good little tournament. Yeah, good little tournaments there. Uh, the competition was really tough there uh, Thursday yeah, night with yeah. the nine ball. Yeah, I didn't make it to the money Thursday night. Yeah, I don't that's, think. I it, was, it was a brutal one. Yeah, so it's a, it's a tough little tournament. It's a good tournament. So if you're in yeah. town, you know, get over to the brass rail. I'd see that tournament get up, build up to 25, 30 players. Uh, sp- that Thursday night would. It would pay nice. It'd, It'd pick up $100 for first for a right. $10 tournament. and Race to four on both sides, so you get to play a little bit, which is which is nice, too. I'll tell you what we ought to do. We ought to talk to, you know, maybe, like, like promote it and get a Calcutta going, too. Oh, that would be nice. Do, do a little Calcutta right there and then, then do the tournament. You know, for Thursday night, it wouldn't hold us up that long with that many nah, players. Nah, if you did you 32 know? players, you could do a Calcutta in 30 minutes. Yeah, because I tell you what. The place, the place to play where we're podcasting out of today at Side Pockets here, they really have done a heck of a job with this Monday night tournament. Man, they get guys come out of everywhere for playing this thing. Right, right. So I mean, and it's a race to three on both sides. Yeah, yeah. But they've got they've got a lot of leagues here. Yeah. You know, I love yep. Brass Rail, but they just they don't they're not big on leagues. Right. Right. Until they, you know, you know, with here they've got tons of leagues. The tournament feeds into it. They got the big break pot. Right. That feeds into it also. So it all makes a pretty good little tournament tournament environment for. Uh, for up north, if you're in town, but oh, uh, we should should work on that. Maybe do get the Calcutta going. Yep. Get all the players coming in, you know, coming in on Thursday and playing. Right, but you gotta be a little careful. The Calcutta might run some players off too. That's true. That's so, true. So I don't know. Yep. Um, now some there's some national stuff out there, and uh, today's episode we're kind of still getting our feet wet a little bit with doing this show. Right, deciding what we want to do as a format and how loose we want it to be or how tight we want it. Yeah, to be, basically know? what yeah. we're doing now is how we did it with our radio show. We just kind of throw it out there and, and go with there which, which i like that format because it kind of gives us we our, can we can just follow a tangent and just see where yeah, it goes yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. um but we'll have some guests on uh we won't this this episode but uh on our shows and we'll we'll have it fairly well organized but right. uh but with uh hanging there with us today um there is some national stuff that that went on that that was pretty interesting um there was a couple big tournaments that was going on um they had a thousand dollar one pocket tournament down in uh down south right and uh, you know i didn't even get the results on it i was looking online for it but uh the thing is here's the here's the reason i didn't bring it up um obviously you can go to azbilliards.com and and they have a lot of news on that but uh the reason i bring it up is there seems to be they did the tournament last month the two thousand dollar big barbacks bar box challenge oh in poplar bluff yeah anyway i was online there and uh that they're getting ready to uh uh, do another one. They got it scheduled in August fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth. Right. And uh, so they're already promoting it. And it's kind of interesting how those tournaments are kind of coming about. It kind of seems to be that that is the format for you know kind of the quasi pro tour. It's you know which is kind of sad in a way but in a way it also gives the pool players a chance to maybe a shot at a little bit of money it gives it gives the top end guys definitely a shot at a lot better money but it and it definitely gives the pool room owners a chance to make money right i know we talked a little bit about last week but right. i just saw that that mikey mcculloch that popular bluff you know he, they're going to do it again right and it looks like it's going to you know the, the names that are already signed up or i don't think they officially signed up until they paid but 
Right. They had, I think, 14 on the list already for 16 players, so he'd, he'd put yeah. up a little thing. Does he want to open it up to more? But Yeah, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this fades out. I mean, as long as the players get staked, it's a, it's a shot for them for Doe. But right. uh, I think long term, you know, we need a pro tour. And the reason I bring this up is because uh, there's a couple, there's three pool players that are trying to go through the Q school for snooker. Yep. And with snooker, you know, it, it could be kind of what our model is for a pro tour here in a way. And it's, you know, it's a lot bigger over in England. Very much um, so. With a fragmented pro tour that there is in the States, there's a lot of players that have, you know, quit playing pool. Right. You know, I don't know if they're quit playing pool, but they've, they've quit being a pro player in a sense that their sole income is from pool. And so they're looking for their options to be able to make a living. A steady living. Right, right. I remember um, Dennis Hatch was on Facebook looking for job interviews. Right. You know, and I mean, Dennis is such a great player. You oh, yeah. I think he could figure out a way to, to, to use that skill set that he has to make money. But, um, you know, it's just tough right now. I mean, a lot of... Uh, you know, this, uh, well, I know one of who you speak is Corey. I'm assuming. Yes, yes, and yes. I don't know. I don't know who the other two are, but um, I know Corey's. Well, Corey's you know, done fairly well. You'll know who the other snooker. Alex, Alex Pegliain. Yeah, yeah. You know, now he's got a snooker background from Canada a little right. bit, and then Chris Melling. Okay. Now he's from England, but he was you know made his name playing pool. Okay. But he also is another guy. That's, I'm not sure what his background is, but it, 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 I'm assuming he's got a big snooker background. Do they? So do now they they have steady stops set up for theirs that they do certain times of the year, and does it format into a playoff and then a championship, or how does? Do you know how that works? You know what? I am not, and you know if we were really professionals here, we would have oh, researched it. Yeah. And <laughs> but but that's okay. Um, Really, they're they, uh, like golf, and I'm not a golfer at all, but golf has a qualifying school for the few open right. spots they have for their tour. Right. And so I'm going to make the assumption here that that there's only a few enough there's only a few open spots for to get qualified to be able to play on snooker on, I would on the professional so. level. Yeah, I would assume yeah. so. And there's a lot more money in snooker. I mean, it's uh, you know they just had the Crucible a few weeks ago, which or the championships for their snooker. Right. And, um, you know, it paid, I think it was a couple hundred thousand dollars for first place. So there's a big discrepancy. I mean, the top, maybe a couple hundred thousand pounds or whatever, yeah. euros or whatever that is. So it might be more than two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I think a huge discrepancy is, says the least of that. Right. Yeah. Right. So anyway, it's, it's, it's a lot more stable and there's a lot right. more money involved. So so some of these players are taking their chances on it. And like I said, Corey Duell, right. Alex Pegliain, and Chris Melling are playing in these... Uh, this Q school, they call it. Right. And there's probably 50 or 60 players that are in this trying to get qualified for, I believe, four spots. Oh, wow. To be able to play on next year's tour, this year's tour. Right. And so it's kind of interesting to see how they would do it because there's a huge debate about, you know, snooker players coming over to pool have really made a pretty seamless effort. Right. You know, they, they come over. I mean, there's some weak areas of their game. The break's usually the most notable. Right. You know, but, but as far as pocketing balls, you know, they don't usually have oh, any yeah. trouble. Yeah. You know, maybe the strategy and stuff, you know, after a year or two that they get it. But, you know, on the women's side especially, you know, you had Allison Fisher. And right. I think uh, Karen Core and I don't know who also is all snooker champions that came over. Exactly. And your, dominated Your shot-making ability is going to be very, you know, you're not going to have a problem with that. Right. But so, right. Now, so now you got the reverse on the national scene. Uh-huh. And uh, 
the reverse of it is, you know, the pool players going over to try to play snooker. And this is not new. Right. We've had this, uh, this, you know, this this has tried to happen before with some of the older players. I know Steve Miserak and Jim Rempe were a couple American players that tried to, to, to go over and play on snooker. And, you know, if you look online, and I, like I said, I'm not, I don't play a lot of snooker and I'm not an expert on snooker, but, you know, those players are growing up, you know, as kids playing that game for hours upon right. hours upon hours and snooker has such a very you know orthodox style where you know in order to pocket balls accurately you know they don't move the cue ball a ton they you know it has these different skill sets you know definitely that's so. similar pool, but it's, yes but it's, it is but with that higher level is it enough right so there's always a big you know it's not really much of a debate you know most most people don't think that the pool players can make that transition oh yeah all right, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Corey actually played a guy that was ranked number seventieth, Daniel Wells, in his uh-huh. first match, and got beat four frames to zero. Oh wow! And uh, I think the highest run that he had, and they called a break in snooker, uh-huh. was like eight points. Oh wow! That's hard to tell because a lot yeah. of times there's a lot of safeties involved in everything. So, so Corey's had a rough start. Now he is the American. Yeah, we snooker champion. That. He did. He, yeah. <laughs> Why do you laugh yeah. when you say that? Well, because he just got clobbered by the yeah. number seventieth yeah. guy that's trying to get but qualified. No, he did. He did sign up and play and win the uh, yeah. win the American and Snooker now, Championship, which, like they're saying, is it's not near as difficult. I remember, if I remember right, there was one. A couple of the Canadian players were here that played pretty good, but for the most part, the competition was nowhere near what he's going to see over there. No, no, yeah. it's yeah. Yeah, so it was, you know, and, and apparently this was a tough draw from what I read uh, right. for, for Corey for his first match, you know, to get his feet wet. And, uh, you know, it's just it's, it's just going to be tough. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But I think if they're going to have any chance, they've got to dedicate themselves fully to trying to oh, get yes. to it. And I did see on Nazy Billiards there where Corey had just picked up a cue, new cue two days before that's a snooker cue. So there's an adjustment period, so, definitely, yes. Huge. I mean, yeah. I mean, snooker cue is like a 10-millimeter shaft. Yep. yep. I mean, well, it's... Everything's different with it. The stroke and everything. The balls are smaller. I mean, it's to move things. It's a it's a totally different stroke right, and feel. Right, right. Well, no, I know. mean, they've been playing, practicing, right. but it's just do they, can they can that skill set? You know, you know, time will tell. Right. Now, Chris and Alex did win their first matches. Oh, like I said, I think they've got more of a snooker background than what Corey does. Corey's pretty much a pure pool player, exactly. And I think it's going to be tough. You know, it's just it's just a different you know it's just a different animal. Oh, it's a whole different mindset. I, mean, I think like Corey's you said. very talented, yeah. but you know it's you know it takes a lot more than just talent to. It's like the um, champion, and it's it's so much more different than the subtle differences between eight and nine ball, where you're playing pattern play, and soft hitting versus where you can let your cue kind of do some work for you in nine ball. It's there's. Giant differences yeah, between we could, that, we could that spend, to snooker. We could spend hours trying right. to, the, the differences but the difference of it. between that is yeah, just the, the biggest is thing is can they make that jump and from it and become, you know what, I'm, I'm going to say no. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm going to, you know, and I'm a big proponent, but, of you know, it's not, you know, the talent is overrated. You've got to be able to, you know, if you work and commit yourself, you can change it. Yeah. But for them to, you know, maybe they can compete at the, the lower levels of it. But I think it would take years of work and practice. And just that's what I'm wondering, thinking myself was it's going to take years of dedication right. where you're almost you have to entrench yourself into you know the European style over there and you're right. You're, they, basically, you're playing you're, against guys that have been doing that for 25 years or you're, more. You're their whole definitely life. at a disadvantage, even right. if you are a heck of a shot maker. Yeah, so I, it's just a different game, and I just uh, I wish them the best of luck. I'll be oh, curious yeah. to see how Alex and 
and Chris end up if they can get qualified to play against the really big boys. Well, it just kind of lets you know what's you know what's out there money wise for these top players. For players like Corey Duell and Alex Pagulian, you know, who these guys have a history of just doing very well in large major tournaments. To say, hey, I'm going to go give this a try, you know. Well, it's just yeah, right. It's just that's just right now the economics of the game. Right. And it, I think you know, hopefully it'll, it'll it can change around, but you know, it's going to take the industry pulling together with everybody, and, and you can just beat this horse to death. Right. You know, of trying to figure out a way for the game to grow and all that fun stuff. But, um, you know, it's it's, it's hard. Yep. I mean, right now, being, if, if there was if there was a way to make money running tournaments, yeah, everybody would be running tournaments. Yeah, you know, you'd have a lot of, you know, but room owners will run tournaments with a way to bring business in. Right. So you'll see a lot of local stuff. And, you know, so they're getting a little bit of uh, positive reinforcement on their, you know, having that tournament at their place. They're getting all that, yep. that business, you know, that businesses there for them so that, that gives them a little something more but if you're just trying to run a tournament as a promoter you know the money where, where's the money going to come from to pay the promoter exactly. to pay out the prize money you know it's, it's going to be right. you know the players are going to have to pay it or you're going to get some kind of a sponsorship yeah like and, we see with evelyn and danny doing with the midwest nine ball i mean those guys really have to work their butt off to get what they've got going right right you and know they, you know, it's and a lot of travel and, and, and take, a lot of money spent they take some money out of the out of, out of the out of the I don't want to say price fund because it's not out of the price fund. Right. But they do a registration fee for each player out of right. your entry fee. And there's some tournaments, you know, and I love Evelyn and Danny to death. I think they do a great job. Yeah. But, you know, it's hard to go to a tournament, you know, if it's a lower entry fee because it really doesn't pay that great. Then your payout isn't going to be right, as high right. and you're now, not going to pay as far down the list. Right. So if you look at it as a business, you know, figuring, hey, i got right. to get in the top four to be able to actually make money. Yep. You know, it's very tough. And that's the same on a smaller scale. That's the same problem that professional players are having on a bigger scale. Exactly. And that's why, you know, it's just hard. And so, you know, that, you know, you take poker and, uh, you know, poker is completely funded by the players. Right. So if I go to a poker tournament, you know, 80% of what I put into the tournament comes back usually as prize money. Right. And it can be 90%, but then that other 10 or 20% goes to pay the casino. Yeah. The tournament for direction. They just had a big poker tournament here last week. And uh, it's 80% is what they paid back. So 20% of it is how they made their money. And, you know, the only thing about poker is the the, the element of skill is is so strong in poker that a lot of people will play it, and they can possibly get lucky even if they're not the best players more often than pool. Exactly. You know, where you, pool, you're nine times more than nine times out of ten, your your cream's going to rise. Yeah, yeah. Just generally, it just depends. Yeah. I mean, it depends yeah. on the format and all that. But uh, you know, so it, it's a tough question. So you got, you know, like I said, you know, this all stems from you know the players around here looking for other ways to to make a living around the game. Right. And it, it's it's hard. Yep. Um, you know, so I'm not sure what the answer is. Um, you know, with what we're doing with, you know, our show and then with the, what Mr. Bond does with the ABR, doing mm-hmm. his national show, you know, trying to get some exposure to the game. Right. You know, if the industry can start getting involved and everybody has to really work together, but that has not been possible in the, end, in the right. past. Uh, players, you know, they're trying to survive, so they're going to look for whatever they can get right now. Right. Wouldn't wouldn't help if we got a Moscone Cup win under our belt with this new crew that's coming out. <laughs> yeah, that, yep. could, that could help. Yep, you get on ABR and uh, yeah. they're going through right right now. They're going through the process each week of uh, interviewing all the players. Right, and I do have a I have a list of those players if we want to go over. I've got let me put on my uh, spectacles here. I tell you what, hold on, hold on to that thought, and gotcha. uh, we will get back after this break, and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, whatever we want. Sounds good. All right, see you after the break. <laughs> Do you find the latest local and national tournament information and results? 
Pool4U.com, of course. That's Pool. the number four, the letter U.com. Interested in getting a custom queue? Talk to Terry Roach of Roach Custom Cues. Terry is a local Kansas City area cue maker that provides custom cues along with repairs. This is Daryl from Pool Time, and I play with a Terry Roach Custom Cue. They hit great and even look better. For more info or to contact Terry about a cue or repair, visit his website at www.roachcustomcues.com. Okay, yeah, on the on the Moscone Cup, which would you know, which were ways to uh, raise awareness right. for pool in this country, which is what we need to do. Um, you know, the team captain is Mark Wilson this year, yep. and uh, Barry Hearn, which is a guy that promoters ought to be able to try to benchmark off of. You know, because he's been very successful with some of his. You know, he does the matchroom events over there for pool right and then also he's into boxing and some other several other promotions that he does but he's actually been able to uh, make a profit on promoting tournaments and you want your tournament promoters to make money because they'll keep doing it exactly yeah so you know people you know a lot of a lot of players will whine about oh this person's making this and this to run a tournament but you know what? If they weren't making anything, they may not run it. You may not have any tournaments. You don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> yeah, and then you have to do it yourself, and yeah. then you know, so you have all that fun stuff. Yeah, no, it is. It is really nice having Mark, who's so close to us here in St. Louis, um, <clears throat> representing and running the yeah. Moscone and, Cup. And it'll, and uh, you know, so if you get a chance, listen to uh, the American Billiard Radio. They're going through the interview process with every player that's on the team or that has a chance to be on the team. Right. Um, we're just going to mention it really quick, but yeah. uh, the way they're doing it for the Moscone Cup this year is uh, Mark is actually going to pick the team. Right. And so he's come up with a preliminary of eight players, list of eight players. How many players do they totally normally take on that team? There's going to be five. Okay. So he's taken eight, and then right. he's going to will that down to five. Okay. And I'm not sure when he'll do that. Um, but anyway, you got uh, Shane Van Boning. Yep. Shane. And Shane, Shane's a lock. He'll be, right. on, he'll be on the team. There's no oh, way. Yeah. yeah. No way he cannot be on the team. And then you've got... Uh, Sean, oh, Sean, John Smith, yeah, John Schmidt, yeah, Mister Four Hundred, yeah, he's he's been in town several times, right? Corey Duell, Brandon Chef, uh, Justin Hall, Oscar Dominguez, Justin Bergman, which we just talked about right. snapping the tournament off in Columbia, yeah, and uh, Jeremy Saucy from right. the Northeast area, um, all good players, um, all quality individuals. Um, they're trying to get a little bit younger. Right. It may not be the best players that are in the country. On a whole, guys like Johnny Archer, Rodney Morris, right? You know, but Mark's it's, trying a different way of doing it this time. It's a building process. He wants them to get the experience so that they can run this for years to come. Well, part of it is the the uh, the team last year got trampled, and we put together. You know, they put together. You know, what they thought was the best, right? The best team talent wise, I guess. But sometimes, you know. That team cohesion wasn't there, right? And it just just didn't hold up very well. Well, this gives a chance for some of our younger players to really get some seasoning here. Well, that's part of it too. He's wanted to go a little bit younger, so we'll we'll see how it goes. And you know, as it gets closer, and we see what happens, um, it'll be fun to watch to see what the Moscone Cup will bring. Um, the great thing about the Moscone Cup now this year, it'll be held over in uh, I believe it's in Blackpool. Okay. Uh, so it's over in the United Kingdom in England. Um, it, they alternate every year. Usually, it's out in Vegas, but the production of it, the it just it's done right. Yeah. And uh, so, hopefully, some maybe some the promoters here in the states can kind of get that one or two, you know, that has that ability to bring people together. It would be interesting to see if they do have a good showing. <clears throat> how much this is going to lean towards a lot of younger players now, you know, right, to see this. Right. But well, I think a lot of it's going to have to do with 
definitely with Mark's experience throughout the pool world and how, how well this guy knows. Yeah, I mean, they may not do any better yeah. than what they did last year, but at least this year they're trying something different. Exactly. You know, and then maybe they'll, you know, here's, here's what they need to do. Um, and then we'll get on to our last topic we're going to talk about today is, uh, is the local leagues and what you have to choose from. But you have to, you have to be able to aspire to something. Right. All right, so if you want young players to take this game up, you know, their end goal, like, I'll give you, we'll just, they had the NFL draft here last week, okay? Right. So, if I start playing football, I'm going to use this analogy, and I go up and I play high school football, then I play college football. Right. Well, then the next, next transition for the players that have the ability is the NFL. Right. We don't have that here. You know, there's not a, a thing that you can expire, you know. There's, right. there's a pretty strong amateur organizations, and that'll, you know, we'll talk a little bit about some leagues here in a little bit. But, you know, so the, the, the amateur side of the game is, is pretty healthy. Oh, very much so, with all the leagues and everywhere. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And, and there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of tournaments for amateur players. Right. But there's really no pro tour. You know, if you're a top amateur player, you know, why would you want to be, uh, quote, professional, whatever that means? Right. It's really not in your benefit. You're better off staying. I mean, I'll give you examples of guys. You know, you guys got like, uh, you know, Joey and Chip. Right. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're professional, but they also kind of, you know, we're in an amateur area for a long time. Right. You know, there's you know, there's some good players from up north um, that, you know, have won some big events like an APA. Right. That really are technically professional players. Right. But they, you know, they don't choose to go, to go up to the next level because the next level just isn't worth it. Oh. You know, I can tell you a host of players that are regional players that just, they make more money, believe it or not, playing regional events they can play in those pro- whatever province they want every right. once in a while and still maintain their amateur status to play in league stuff and, and have done pretty well over the last five or six years. You know, so until they fix that, until we have a pro tour, yeah. until you have the qualifying like the Snicker does, you know, you it's 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 not. But you're right. There is no there is no right. Next, it's it's just a big gray area. Right. And then you know? so really what you're going to have is you're not going to have the young players devoting the time it takes to become a top-level player because it's just not worth it. Exactly. They can become a good amateur player, have fun, have a career in something else. and it, That hap- happened to me last week. I, I was just decided, I said, you know what, I'm going to go pro. <laughs> and I tried it for a week, and it's just a little bit tougher than I thought. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go back and retain my amateur status, which well, you is know, nice. You, got you, your... know, <laughs> you don't, you don't really have to, and I don't really have to worry about, you know, if they declared an Olympic event, I'm still, I'm still eligible for that. You know. <laughs> well, I know you split that, <laughs> yeah. split that weekly tournament. Oh yeah, yeah. Did I, did I make too much on that? Forty dollars. Oh, no. What'd you get on that? Oh no, oh, that so and so played gonna, in a single A, single gonna, A ball back there. So now he's a professional. He I hope, can't I hope play. You're going to declare that on your taxes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me for a show another time. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll, you'll hear us ramble on about this stuff down the line. And, right. And you can do ten shows on it. Um, you know, but uh, we'll, we'll throw our opinion around on it every once in a while. Um, I'll tell you the last thing we want to talk about today a little bit is uh, is the leagues. Right. And so we'll segue into the amateur leagues. Um, here in the Kansas City area, you have a We've got what? buttload oh, yes, to say of the tournaments least. or leagues to shoot from. And just to give you an example of what we have here, um, you have APA. Yeah, which is I great. I you still have Valley some a few right. places. It's a vendor league. Uh, you've got BCAPL. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Napa. You've got 3-2, and two, which is the local, kind of a local national league. Right, he's taken a little bit from everything of what he liked and formed his own right. league. Mm-hmm. Uh, GPPA is supposed to be starting up here. Right. That's Mike Siegel's and the million dollars. Right. 
Um, we've got tap that's going on. Um, and then there's another, I'll bet there's another half a dozen leagues that just the businesses themselves. I know there's like a little Northeast League. Oh, little cash leagues mm-hmm. every, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, like a little Days yeah. Bar has a little right. league that he plays in, you know. Right. So you got all these leagues, so how do you decide what you're going to play in? <laughs> you know, and what is the leagues? And, you know, people ask me, are you playing any leagues? Right. And, you know, right now I'm not, but yeah. I have. And I've, yeah. I've played in uh, APA Valley, BCAPL. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. League-wise. I know you're are you, you're, you're, I just, you're going to just, Vegas for Masters, right? Yeah, yeah. I just stuck I stuck with the APA route. Um, the team leagues got a little tougher on me because as I moved up in skill level, you know, you have to sit there and they would wait to throw you out. So I'd sit there for three or four hours waiting to play. And that... That kind of got to drag it's, on me it's, a little it's hard, bit. It's hard to field a three. Oh my gosh! Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but no, the the Masters League has been a great fit for me. I like the uh, I like the format. You know, it, it, I, I do too, and I, and I probably should. have. I wanted to put together a really strong team for it this year, and. And it just didn't quite happen, right? Because you got to get the commitment to be able to travel, yeah. You know, for the Vegas tournament, but maybe next year we'll be able to put together a, a league for. It. But I, I got the opportunity with Greg Pierce, who's one of our sponsors, mm-hmm. a local operator, league operator here up Northland um, for the APA. Uh, I went over and uh, to the Nationals last year and did a little referee, referee the national championships. Right, I remember that. Yeah, so it was really interesting. And anyway, I went up and watched the Team Masters finals. And I really liked it. I enjoyed the format of it. I think it's a great tournament. So I think you guys will have a lot of fun this year. It's long races. I mean, you it race is. first be, one to win seven. So it's great. A it, combination eight ball, nine ball. I mean, you can literally, your team can literally be done in an hour and a half, two hours to play this. And, you know, it is. The competition's fine. I would really like to see more teams join up just because you're going to get better the better competition you can play. And I, and I need to play in that. I need yeah. to try to, to get in that league and and play um there's the thing when i for me personally everybody's going to play pool for different reasons right some people it's a social aspect for them right. which the apa is very strong about because it's it can be lower handicaps to the higher exactly handicaps. get out with your friends and have right. some fun the masters for the apa is not for that no yeah you no. got to be a little bit more of accomplished players right um you know so when i look at a league i look at what opportunities i have to play more competition and bigger tournaments right you know, as being a qualifier for the leagues. Yeah. Um, so, you know, APA has its positives. Um, it takes, you know, it doesn't pay back much money of what it takes in. Right. So I'm going to give something negative, so Greg, bear with me here. <laughs> um, but, you know, you're going to get some money back from this, you know, you're, you're spending 5 or $6 a right. night. Right. And, you know, the only, the only time that you'll get money back is, now the Masters is a little different. They'll, they'll give you, it's a cash league a little bit. A little bit. I will say um, we got first this last session, and I I got back uh, a little over what I spent in. Well, yeah, for but my week. yeah, and yeah. for that, the, the problem yeah. with that, you guys only had four teams. It, well, yeah. yeah, so you got to realize that it's going to matter on that the was team. The, that was the teams will make a difference on that. Um, but you know, they'll, they'll give you money for travel expenses, and then when you get right. to Vegas, I think you get some money, and then I think he pays your entry fee. Yeah, and pays your entry fees. Yep. Is, so there's an entry fee for that. Um, so you know, so the APA, you know, you're not. It's not really more of a, a cash league. It's more of a a league to, you know, to have a chance to play 
at higher level competitions. Right. It's a social league, but it's also there is the opportunity to right. go play. Right. It's always been. It's never been known to be a players league, but you right. know that's changed over the last it, five it or has. six years because some of the the individual events will pay fifteen thousand for first. And Greg will let you run. He will let you run qualifiers as long as you get eight Absolutely. players. Yeah, to Greg. Play. Well, he was league operator of the year last right. year, so he does as well as, as anybody in the, in the country. He's promoted singles tournaments and doubles tournaments. You know, so there is a lot of options yeah. as you get better as an APA player to move up and to do different things with it, which is nice. Well, another thing about APA is it's, you know, the way you play, it's, it's a match on, it's a person-on-person match. Right. Race to your handicap, which most people do. Um, the other couple of the other leagues, um, and I'm going to be unfamiliar with some of them, but, but Valley, BCAPL, and 3-2, and two, mm-hmm. I think you play everybody at one game. Okay. So it's more of a round-robin format. Right. And then the handicap is added in as a team Yeah, based on how everybody does per, like, a flight. Is that all call pocket games? Uh, you know, each rule, each league has their own specific okay. rules. Okay. You know, I know the BCA is, does the call pocket things. Right, right. So right. it just kind of depends on what it is. So, you know, when you're looking for a league to play, um, generally it's under, you know, if you play in a BC, BCA league, BCAPL league, CSI right. league, or if you play, like, even a Valley league, um, you're, it's usually a higher quality players, right? Um, you know the thing about those leagues are they each have, uh, and, and I'll throw ACS in here too. I didn't put them down as, as a potential. There's some ACS leagues here too in town, uh-huh. um, but they have a they have a, a championship in Vegas every year, and those you can for APA you have to earn your way to go to Vegas, right? And these other leagues, it's nice because you can just, you know you can go. Right. You can qualify with the team of your own choosing, and then you just pay your entry fee. It'll cost you. You're not getting any money back. Right. But you're not. Uh, but you know that you can go, so you can plan ahead. And, and that is a huge tournament with inor- with great right. great skilled players. Out right. There. Right. Right. But I mean, so that's that's one of the other differences in the leagues like ACS Valley BCAPL. Um, you don't have to qualify to go play in their championships. You can just go play. Right. Now to win leagues, the money or whatever, it, you know, and each of them, I think they give the league operators a little bit of uh, leeway on how they want to run the leagues. Okay. You know, I'm going to, we're talking about maybe trying to do some kind of a multi-sanctioned league to where you can, you know, play and get qualified for all the tournaments, which right. is a chance, you know, so I talked about that before. So hopefully we can do something like that down the line. Um, the Napa and the Tap League are just, Fairly new to this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Putoff is doing the Napa leagues in this area. Right, real and, nice guy. Yeah. Um, I th- I'm not sure how they do their nationals. Uh-huh. It's not out in Vegas. They usually hold it different places each year. Um, so I'm not really qualified on, on how to how to tell. Maybe we can get uh, we'll get Chris or somebody on here to to kind of talk about the league yeah. a little bit. Yeah, because it is a newer it is a newer league that he's starting up and getting getting it off the ground. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll get some more information on some of these leagues. Um, you know, as we go, like I said, as we go along, this being our second week, we're going to kind of figure out how we want to do the format with it, right? And and, and kind of play around with it a little bit. And we can start talking about you know who's doing well in certain leagues or who's yeah, gotten better. Yeah, we you got, know, and there's so many different things yeah, we can do. Yeah, we'll 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 kind of iron things out as we go along. Right. Um, the newest league is this GPPA league, which is kind of interesting. Um, I've been debating about maybe playing it the last session or something. Mm-hmm. You know. <sighs> I talked to Marvin that's running the league operator in the area, and then Paul Gurney's been helping him. Right. Um, trying to get a grasp of it. It's weird the way they handicap it. You get 
the weaker players get so many ball in hands. So many ball in that hands. That they can yeah. take when they want during right. the game. This is the Mike Siegel. League. Right, right. Yeah. The, the, the big drawing card, and this is the reason that I would be interested in trying to do it. It's supposedly is the big payday. Yeah, it's supposed to pay $250,000. <laughs> yeah. It's expensive, though. Each, the weekly, weekly fees are $12. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then they charge you $25, I believe, for the, for the, the fee. But for the payout. No fee. Yeah. So with, with the first year, you know, I don't know how many teams will be going or that payout is supposed to be guaranteed. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, but you can only play so many leagues. I mean, I know guys that play three or four nights a week. Right. Um, but I, I couldn't do it. And that's what I've had to step back away from. You know, with running with running tournaments, and, you know, that's why the one night a week has worked for me with the leagues. And it's a quick night. It's just, yeah, I can't. I can't get out there and play that often. Well, it's just exp- it can be expensive too. Oh, I mean, exactly. you can spend a lot of money, and and for me, I'm you know I'm better off playing a tournament. I can control my time. Yep. If I don't feel like playing, I don't go play. Right. And then I have a chance to win the you know money playing the tournament. So, so it's kind of different. So, you know, when we talk about leagues that are in this area, there's so many that you can choose from. Right. So I think what we'll do, and then, like I said, we're kind of doing it on the fly a little bit on this show as we as we go forward. Um, I think I'll get a representative of each league for like each week. That'd be a good and idea. Do a little bit of an interview with them. Yeah, I like and that. And then we can talk about their league and how they're doing, and how what what makes them different from other leagues. Yeah, I think and that'd be a great yeah a great yeah. idea so, to let people kind of pick and choose what works for them. Right, right. So we'll uh, so this for you know this usually in the pool pool world, you know the summer is usually a little bit slower. Right. Now, with you know, there's a lot of national events going on in May. They just ACS and they just had theirs just last week, and then the BCAPLs moved theirs into July. Right. You know, so the summer's got a lot of uh, a lot of pool going on. But most people, especially where we live at, and you know, it, it, the weather gets nicer. People want to go to the lake. They want to yeah. get outside. You know, so the the participation goes way down. Definitely. You know, if you have a league that has like there might be sixteen teams. Oh yeah. In the summer, it may only have six teams. Oh yeah. Everything. There's so much reaction. I mean, you have a lot more humidity and things to deal with with the way the tables play and do everything in the in the summertime. That's the reason I don't play. Uh, that, that don't bother me, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I mean, you just make the adjustment. But but you're right; right it, does, it does affect the table, especially. Yeah. And we have a lot but of no. When here. it's nice out, when it's nice out, yeah. people want yeah. to get outside, and so, definitely when it cools off, you know they're coming into play. <laughs> so I think what we'll do is we will do a little segment each week of the different leagues, and I'll get with hold of a league operator, and I'll talk to Greg this week, and we'll get him to do APA since he's one of our sponsors the first week, and then we'll get the. Uh, I'll find a local BCAPL operator. Maybe we'll get Mark on here and Sounds good. and we'll talk about the benefits of that and uh, what makes it different, the rules. Just right. do a quick five-minute interview with them. And then that way, next fall, when you're getting ready to, hey, what leagues do I want to pick? Exactly. You will have this library of knowledge. And they're all archived. You can pull them up anytime <laughs> you want and take a look and hey. say, hey, there's remember that show? What did they say about that? And I told you we will bounce yeah. all over the board on this show. Yep. So, so what we'll do is next week we'll start our... Uh, We'll call it our league detective agency. There you I go. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but we'll give you, I'll come up with a set of questions for the league operators to answer, and then we'll, uh, that will give you the knowledge to pick what league you want to play in. And it sounds, um, we're up and running with the Facebook, so if ever, anybody wants to uh, send some questions uh, through Facebook with us at Pool Time Radio Show um, about leagues or certain questions mm-hmm. you'd like to ask, definitely uh, shoot us a message and we'll uh, try and get those taken care of. Yep. And um, let's see what else we got here before to finish this show up here this time. 
and like I said, as we get along, get going along, we'll become a little bit more organized, and uh, you know, our direction. Of course, we may not either. So you know. this is true. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what we got going this weekend, though. Is Shooters out in Olathe, right? A famous Shooters uh, is having a thousand dollar added eight ball tournament. Um, it's thirty five dollar entry, thousand uh, added. Um, they have the payouts here based on sixty four players. So. I didn't ask Doug if it was going to be a thousand out of guaranteed or if it's you have to have sixty four players. Well, or, it's kind of nice that it's an eight ball tournament. I mean, that might well, bring uh, in a lot more league players to play eight yeah, ball. Yeah, I th- play a lot of nine I, ball. I think part of it is you know with the idea that it's, you know getting into session here and a lot of yeah. tournaments are coming up, so they people like to run eight ball tournaments now, right. and then they'll have their big tournament back at the end of uh, June. Right, right. You know, the Midwest, Midwest will be there. Midwest nine ball, you. Um, but uh, anyway, so just this weekend, if you're here in town, it's a Saturday and Sunday, May seventeenth and eighteenth. Um, they're going to do a player auction at noon on Saturday. Um, race to five, double elimination, alternate breaks, uh, BCA rules, split quarters, 45-second shot clock, which right. I'm not sure what that really means. <laughs> they're going to have somebody there clocking I, that, you. I guess if you if it, if it takes a little too long and you say something. <laughs> All like right, here, here's, here's a little funny thing about this tournament, though. Yeah. They're doing a two-hour ti- two time limit per match. So here's the, here's the uh, little uh, info on it. Due to time... Tournament director has the option to lower the race to four on the loser's side. Um, if you if your match goes past two hours, the player that is ahead at the end of two hours wins. So um, I, I think Doug's great. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see how he holds us, you know. Oh, I'm breaking out the Dean Smith stall. Four corners, the four corners <laughs> offense. Look out. Phil Ford's going to be running it for me. Uh, Look out. Todd's up one to nothing. Oh, the stall is in effect. Stall I'll be ball. curious to see how they're going to. How they're going to do this? I mean, two yeah. hours should be plenty of time to finish the race to five. You couldn't really do much of a stall ball with a forty-five second shot clock. Well, yeah, you but know? how are you going? To, you're not going to have somebody sitting there for forty-five seconds. No, but I'm, I'm sure if somebody if somebody says, "Hey, this person's taking a little bit longer," and mentions something to Doug, he's going to put them on the clock. And once just, you're on the clock, what do you do? I just see so much that can go wrong with yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, players that have ahead of two hours wins, so you're going to have to write the time down. Right. And then you're going to have to. Have an official clock, and then so if you're like within like 30 <laughs> seconds, and you got the players, or what happens if the players are tied? Right. You know, I guess you have to let them finish, or maybe they got who has the bigger ball count. <laughs> hey, that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I, I don't think there'll be too many people that go over two hours for this tournament, but no. but it'll be funny to see what happens if it does. So it's kind of a unique. Uh, Unique tournament, but hopefully it'll be a good turnout. We we'll get a few out of town players coming we might, in. For we it. might be able to name a few that could. There, uh, we'll, there's, we'll, there's possibility. We'll it could. plead the fifth. Yeah, there's. A, I've seen some eight ball <laughs> players that can really, uh, yeah. really can string it on. But yeah. two hours should be plenty of time. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, they got their tournament on the uh, June 26th to 29th is their big tournament. Right with Evelyn and Danny with yeah. the Midwest Nine Ball. But here in town, you know, you can get on Peggy's website, poolforyou.com, and check right. out on the uh, on where they're at. Um, but I've had a it's been a good time with you, everybody. I hope we see you out there at uh, the Midwest Nine Ball for this eight ball tournament. I think it'd be a lot of fun. No, I'm say, sure. say that again. The Midwest Eight Ball Tournament. Yeah, did I say that all bad? Uh, I butchered a, it. I don't think this uh, is shooters. This, shooters Eight Ball. Yeah, tournament this is a Midwest out. event. So yeah, yeah. The hopefully we'll see this weekend, yeah. and uh, we'll try to get some uh, some interviews from some of the players that are there, and uh, try to get some uh, something. If she doesn't, show. if she doesn't allow me to go, I'm gonna I'm tell her I asked her. If well, she tell her this is your job now. Well, exactly, and she, I already asked her right here on the show. So if she's not listening. How's she supposed to know? <laughs> You're in trouble, man. I'm in definite. All trouble. right, everybody. We will catch you next week with a new show, and uh, hit them well. Talk to you later, everybody.